everyone. Welcome to Creative Within, a podcast about building your own career in the design, animation, and motion graphics world. We bring creative entrepreneurs to share their journey to the top. They'll inspire you and give that little push you need to take your own actions. I'm your host, Dion. I'm a motion graphics consultant and a co-founder of Superpixel, an animation studio based in Singapore and Indonesia. You can check out our website at superpixel.sg. Our guest today has been recently in the Forbes 30 under 30. Benjamin Ang started his motion graphics agency right after finishing his internship in one of the best motion graphics design studios in the United States. For those of you who are young and have many goals and ambitions, you will learn a lot from Ben. So, yeah, my name is Benjamin Ang. I am, I, I guess I started out as a person. I started out, I wasn't really um, very uh, inclined to like, you know, studying, to doing, you know, your proper, like your proper, I'm not so, I'm not very well read. Uh, person like in the sense that I, I'm not very good at math I'm not very good at other things but um, what I I guess I was good at was pretty much I was good at um, from a young age I guess I was pretty good at like problem solving and I was good at like you know and, and I was good at like drawing on my textbooks and things like that lah, which uh, which people don't recognize Unfortunately, they don't they, they don't put grades on those kind of things. You know, problem solving, you know how you communicate, how you uh, how you lead. Uh, there's there's no grades to that. So uh, out of school, I felt like I wasn't a person that you know. Uh, I wasn't a very smart person lah because of what you know the the whole um, system education system. So. Whenever like things were being taught to me, and then like they were told me in a very uh, drawn out for me in like diagrams or drawn out for me in maps or things like that, right? I I I excel at those things a little bit more. So for example, like topics like uh, geography, I excel a lot more than topics like uh, history, where it was just like reading and understanding. So. Yeah, I mean, I started with that, and then I was fortunate to go to a school called Nanyang Polytechnic, which is uh, it's a it's a new thing back then in two thousand nine where they had uh, it was it was a course a motion graphics was a course name, and it was launched I think two thousand and seven. I was the third batch to go in lah, so at the time it was still right, like a very fairly new thing, and then so I went to motion graphics. Uh, Which and which was which was a multi-discipline of like doing you know film, you have like your visual effects a little bit here and there in a sense, and then your motion graphics are your design sense, uh, which I sort of really embraced it. I I for the first time in my in my life, I, I enjoyed school. I enjoyed school because that was a a process where. I was designing for grades. I was doing graphics for grades, and yeah, it just helped me to 
during the whole year, from the first year to the last year, I was very, um, I would say very focused um, doing motion graphics. So, um, yeah, I guess you could call it like, um, uh, that was the full speed. My, my education really started from then on, uh, which, which sort of continued on. And yeah, doing design ever since. Mm. Okay. So meaning after you study, you didn't, actually you didn't even have a plan to start your own company, right? Did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be very, very honest with you, like, yeah. um, there wasn't any plans. Yeah. Okay. I, so what, what was your thought before, like when you were studying and when you were about to, about to finish your study, right? What was in your mind back then? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, in my mind back then, I was just, uh, I just wanted to get good at the craft, you know, get good at my craft, um, sort of get recognized in the industry. Whether it's like, you know, just in Singapore or in Southeast Asia or in uh, in the US. And Genesis was never, uh, there was never an intention to really start a big corporation or business or even a small business. I just thought of being a, a freelancer for a long run. Yeah. Uh, I guess that transition happened when... Um, I realized I was just constantly getting more than I can chew that by myself, I, more I can do by myself. So, um, yeah, I was just thinking maybe starting a freelance company, you know, a company under my name as a person and just hiring freelancers. And then sooner or later, I was just getting so much constant jobs. Why not just hire someone full time? Okay, because you just now mentioned about culture and it's, it's something that is very big for you, right, in, in running a company, right? And something I believe you learn along the way, mm-hmm. you know, how culture is important and as what you mentioned, you know, transitioning from free, freelancers into uh, a, a legit business, right? Yeah. There are a lot of like paperwork, admins, you know, all these things yeah. that actually you don't like to do, right? I mean, mm. you wouldn't like to do, Oof. but you have to do it, right? To do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, coming back to the culture, right? I think um, you, I think one of the companies that I see have quite a fun culture to work for is your company. Because, you know, I, I believe you learn a lot about culture when you are interning at Blind, right? I think last mm. time. Mm. Yeah. So... Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like how actually that happened, you know, your internship with Blind Studios and LA and what actually influenced you, you know, to, you know, what actually, what value that you actually brought back from your internship. Mm. I think it's quite something that is quite precious to you, right? If I, if I actually read correctly from your profile. Yeah, it's something that, uh, it's always it's like life changing for you, is it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, those were times that I think it's a defining moments in my life that um that really made up my mind on certain things, for sure. So, 
uh, I had the opportunity to go to Los Angeles, California. Um, 2000 and if I'm not wrong, it's 2012. Um, through actually my my lecturer at that time, so he was a he was actually studying at uh, uh, my lecturer is actually studying in a school called Otis. And Otis is actually a design school uh, in, in LA as well. And with that time, he's gotten to know, he gotten to know a lot of different people, a lot from different studios and things like that. So he has sort of a outreach into the industry back then, when it was still a small industry back, uh, back in Singapore. Uh, because of him going to LA and studying there, uh, it sort of opened doors and he gets to know people and he opened doors for us. And yeah, we, I was actually uh, chosen um, with a friend of mine um, to go to um, Blind to do an internship there for just three months. So during that three months, uh, it was... It was life-changing because I saw a different side of things, right? Because back then, the only other experience I had was us working in a Singapore studio and we, how we got to know each other is because we, we worked in that studio, right? So uh, when we went to this, I went to this studio, it, it, it sort of changed my perspective a little bit. There were like things that I learned from the previous place we were at that was great. And the things that I learned here, uh, there at Blind, that was great as well. Because of that, the whole thing, I really wanted to bring the cultures together. Like getting the best of, of this culture and the best of this culture and just mashing it together and see what happens. And yeah, we're still, we're definitely still in the process of like, you know, figuring out, there's a lot, there's so many like, I would say like facets of things to weigh, right? You can take two cultures, smash them together, but if if the people itself, they're not as open-minded and they are still, they come from other companies which don't embrace those cultures, and you bring them in, they still wouldn't embrace those cultures as they were they were taught before. So there's a lot of like, whenever we, we, we bring someone in, the whole, like there's a lot of things to evaluate, right? Like where they're working from, what their work experience is, uh, what's the culture like back then, how are they as a person, when they come in, how would they influence the whole dynamics of the culture? I think that's something that um, plays a very big role. And it's not just about the work. Now, the work is one thing to get things done, but if, if you bring a negative, more negativity than positivity, into the whole system, like that wouldn't equivalent out as well. So yeah, that's that's something that we 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 consider very heavily. Also when we when we're hiring and things like that. So last time in blind, how how was your day like like you know, like a normal working day? Because like something that is quite special for you, right? Mm. What was actually different or you know, how how do you go about your day? Was there any difference? Oh yeah. Uh, well, I would say the day sort of runs very 
similar in a sense because it's the same industry. Uh, it's it's quite similar, right? So if you are uh, like a motion designer or designer, uh, animator, you go to a studio. Uh, you probably you know sometimes I would speak to the producer. Uh, they will share with me, you know, what's my day, we schedule for my day, or they would, uh, they would do give me a new project brief or things like that, and they already give me like milestones I should I need to take note of, and either that or I would you know, uh, go in and check in with like the creative director, some like creative director, they have pictures and things like that they are trying to win, so they will approach us and ask us to do style frames for them, so that we win those pitch. Yeah, so it was that that was essentially the whole system of how it ran. It's pretty similar, I would say. It's pretty similar to how we have it here in Singapore. Um or maybe any other, you know, motion design company. Um I, I guess the only thing different uh, is really like the 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 breaks that they have, the way that they do things. Uh, are definitely different. Yeah. For example, uh, we have like a mandatory five o'clock break. Yeah. So that's where like five o'clock for like 5.15 or 5.10 or 5.15, you got a 10 minutes break to get away from your computer. And it's like a must. Yeah. So with that, it allows us to, you know, have like ping pong tournaments, allows us to like have a lot of like you know uh, we play the Xbox uh, just like games and things like that and then they, they also have like you know sometimes they have like mini clubs within the company they have like mini clubs they have like AV club back then uh, there's like typography club or whatever typography lessons yeah, we are holding like, aside from regular work you know there's like a lot of initiatives going on by different people uh, and it was a very, very self, everybody in a sense, the culture is very self-initiated. Yeah, it's very ground up, it's very grassroots. So meaning that um, people just feel like, you know, yeah, we should be doing more exercise. Let's, let's do like this exercise club. And then they start to use the whiteboard and like, you know, share like, you know, who will do, be writing down the different exercises and like who can do the most in one setting and then their <laughs> names will be there you know they'll have like a leaderboard or something like that so there's a lot of competitions a lot of leaderboards a lot of like fun things that you can participate so my, my day felt at, at work felt like more of like a, even though the main idea is to like drive to do design and, and do our passion we've got like like uh, co-curricular activities on top of that like I get mm. if, I, if, I'm, if I prefer ping pong I'm gonna get my name uh, up the ranks of people. Yeah. So we can have like challenges in a day, there's rules and stuff like that. Which really enjoyed, like, you know, for myself, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if, it, it depends on your fancy, on like what you prefer. Yeah, but you can also like, you know, set up your own thing and ask a few people around you, you know, and they'll probably be down for it. That's the great thing about it. So you didn't, for me at work, when I was in LA, didn't feel like work. It felt like uh, it felt like fun. Every day I was I was having a lot of fun, for sure. A lot of fun, even though like sometimes work, you know, I'm I'm learning, I make mistakes, 
I learn from creative directors, but I also have fun. And like I don't see them as like I don't see them as my boss or I don't see them as, you know of course I see them as someone I look up to. Yeah, I don't see them as my boss or I don't see them as my uh, creative director in a way. You get what I mean? So coming back to, to yeah, I mean that that's uh and, and coming back to Singapore, that's the the mindset of people or when they are working with you, working for you, it, it gets a bit um that's where it gets a bit, you know, uh that that kind of mentality is really ingrained into them. So that's a So there's these two different cultures, right? When you notice when, to the those seniors in the LA but you don't really see them as like superior or what, right? Yeah. So they they collaborate more, is it or uh they ask you for your opinions a lot. Okay. You know, they play they play games with you a lot. They mm-hmm. they, they try to you know, try to have fun with you a lot. Of course, where there are times to get serious, they are. They give you their feedback, which I value a lot, you know, and I and I, I have a respect for them, mm. which, um, which I guess in the mindset of a regular office worker in Singapore, people will be like, oh, that's my boss. I don't, I don't want to be close to them. Uh, I, I, there's a line drawn, things like that. You know, which is something that I I always I always hated, um, even now as a as a, as someone who's running a studio. So, uh, yeah, and, and the reason why I am against that is because I once was in their shoes, and I it was it's just all about your mindset as a person. It's all about your mindset as a person. Uh, whether I I understand that you know there may be times where it gets a bit tricky because you know you're you're afraid that one day it might be it might come back to you and like bite you. For sure, I understand that. But uh, so it's a matter of mindset. I would say it's a matter of mindset. And if you're working together for a common goal, I think there is there is a space for that to happen. Yeah, just like how I experienced it before and our common goal was really making solid work together as a team and yeah uh, if that's the goal then I don't see why there will be issues yeah but that's just my opinion (laughs) Mm. okay so you started Genesis when you were 24 right? 24 was it 24 I guess so yeah I think I think I heard it it was 24 24, exactly and and I think you started your career it was quite a young age right when you started so did you face any like issues you know for those clients who are much older than you for like people that you were about to hire I think some people might see you like okay this person is too young to run a company did you face that back day back then? Yeah, um, I I get it a lot. Um, I I get you know a lot of like meetings and talking to them and I guess like being 
uh, Asian, it doesn't really help much because we, we look young all the time. <laughs> and um, also, I guess like it's my dress sense, maybe, or something. <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, I do look, as in like, it, it, it helps me look young for some reason. But uh, for clients who see that, and you know, because I don't have facial hair, you know, I, I, I keep myself fairly, uh, fairly clean in a way, fairly neat, that, um, that I still look young. And at the end of those meetings, they will still ask me, like, you know, they ask me for my age, you know. So it's always a, it's always a double-bladed sword, right? Like, it's whether how you want to take that information in. Uh, whether it's an insult or is it like, no, or is it something uh, you laugh about? And I chose to, to, to embrace it, that I was, I was doing this work at a young age and, and my age doesn't prove anything, but how, you know, the kind of quality of work that we do and our clientele sort of helps. Uh, I mean, speaks, speaks for us, speaks for the company in itself but like I'm just a like a representative if you will you know what I mean mm. so the company in a sense has accomplished so much more than uh, me and my age as a person so yeah I, I mean I'll just laugh about it I choose to laugh about it rather than take it personally or anything yeah, I think that's the that's the best way to, to go about that so I think I was asking Ben like um he actually started the company at a very, very young age, 24, wow, right? 24 years old. Yeah. yeah, correct. Then I think that was a very relatively super, super young age yeah. for someone who started a company. So I was asking Ben, like, how did people, you know, because some some clients I, I know, they it's a bit hard to, to, to gain their trust, right? I mean, the first... I'm sure you know they're like the first few clients yeah, first who want to get you on yeah yeah to to yeah. actually hire you right do they actually you know have this did they have this problem with your age mm. you know knowing you were so young back then yeah for sure like um just to elaborate on that it's probably um because when you are young and when the companies are like spending money on you it's like mm. it it can get pretty uh pretty sketchy uh, in a sense because they're spending like you know like uh five figures yeah. on you and mm. uh, you know everything looks good on, on paper but when they meet you in person and they see you know such a young person um that is that you're handling that five digits maybe <laughs> two and it it might it might seem like it's a bit a bit too you know. Uh, they will have second thoughts about you. They'll have second thoughts about you and they'll, they'll start to wonder, you know, uh, who's this person, his background, and uh, if there is, you know, who is the team behind him and, and what's the capability. So uh, there's this stigma where, you know, the younger you are, the, long, the younger you look, the more inexperienced you are. Yeah, I mean, I try to convince them otherwise during, you know, the whole presentation of like, when you're presenting to a client, and how do you, you know, share your credentials? How do you, how do you put yourself across? How do you present yourself? And um, how do you, you know, make an effort to, to show that it, it's, uh, they've made the right decision? Yeah, so when, 
when they had this, you know, some when you face these clients who had the doubts, right? Oh, this this Benjamin is so young. So what last time, right? What what did you do to actually try to convince them, right? What what did you have a thought process of how would you convince them last time, like for for an instance, you know, some instance that you could think of, right? So the the thought process wise, I I think it it comes down to um, so what did you do when to convince them? If mm. let's say they they are actually you know they took a step back. Let's say the everything is good, you know, on paper you mentioned, right? And then when they met you, then they oh, you know, sometimes you can feel this, right? When you meet yeah, some people, for and sure. they'll feel like oh, okay, you know, they better take a step he back. He doesn't know so what he's doing. Yeah. How how do you push or how do you convince? Um. Yeah. So I just pretty much stay calm. Uh, number one, <laughs> uh, learn how to embrace um that those situations are. Pretty much the thing that uh, it would be my 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 recommendation and my encouragement to you, uh, if you are ever facing this situation, is really just stay calm and and know your know your worth. I've been I've been sort of um, speaking this like a, a thousand times on like knowing your worth as a designer because as designers you know as people uh, we get treated um, in a very different way. Um, Compared to other industries and other fields, where people think design is a um, you know they can pay you with exposure essentially, and and and, and those things are pretty much um, things that I I stay away from, and I, I pretty much advocate you know knowing your worth. So by by that um, you just have to look at a bigger picture. And for designers, the issue with designers is that we see pretty pictures. And we make pretty pictures, but we don't see it in a more holistic manner where uh, you show uh, your worth to a certain company that with you know your skills and your and with your work, you actually help them to gain traction in terms of awareness, in terms of revenue, uh, and it's an investment into your skills that they are looking for. So there is a lot of um, I I'm pretty much advocating you know um, knowing your value and, and seeing where you fit in the bigger picture, and because like in usually in design we usually get you know like what I mentioned earlier, um, I get just so caught up uh, into being the best designer and designing the best work I can, you know, uh, but I don't see the bigger picture. All I look at is like tools. All I look at is like design, you know, uh, ways to do design and how to better it. I don't look at like how my design benefit audiences or benefit companies. And I don't look at it from that perspective. So the moment you get into business, you start to look at it from uh, that perspective and you start to see the value where you actually help in the industry and the whole ecosystem and how viable and how important you are as a designer. So... This is something that, yeah, I, I think it's very important for you to, you know, to understand that before you do uh, business, before you do freelance, uh, and just be calm, going confidently, know your worth, and yeah, I mean, they may take a step back, but um, I would say be confident of, you know, you have to, of course, you have to do your research, you know, do do a due diligence to do research, 
to find out a little bit more about them, you know, what are their audiences, uh, what are their you know, things that are comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with, and present your case. Present it in a, in a very well-researched uh, manner. And yeah, they'll be surprised that the amount of work you've been putting into because the only thing they can justify you from being uh, inexperienced to experience is the things you say, how you stand confidently and your your work. You know, your work speaks louder than your physical appearance. So I guess that that, that, that's what, that was one way I handled it. Mm, okay. So I think if I can summarize you, before actually you even step out and to convince your client, you know your own value, right? And mm. let's say, okay, it's like, no way of saying it's like, oh, take it or leave it, right? Is that? Um, I wouldn't say take it or leave it, but you do have to make the effort as well. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to make the effort as well. Um, clients uh, can doubt you at first, but, you know, like with everybody, if you're spending, think of it, they are shoes, because mm. they are spending not just like $5 to buy like a noodles <laughs> or $10 to buy a meal, right? It's like they're, they're, they're spending like a five-digit figure. So anyone with spending that amount of money and they're trusting you would definitely take a step back, even for yourself. You know, if you're buying something worth that value and you see someone that looks inexperienced and young, uh, in a normal, in a very judgmental way in general, uh, that you will also do the same thing. So it's not wrong. It's just, it's just a society thing. But you need to learn how to overcome it with like confidence and with research. I think that would help uh, the process. Mm. Mm. Don't know your worth, do your own due diligence and you know, step out and be confident, right? Mm. I think that's what you, you've been trying, like what you did back in the days when you... Started. Yes, yes. So even, yeah. okay. even if you don't, uh, you know, you don't have that confidence, you need to look the part. You know, <laughs> you have to look like you're confident. You have to look like you're well-read, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, some people can pull it off better. Some people can't. So <laughs> it really depends on the person, you know, the, the, the skill sets, the life skills, uh, and the strength that you have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it varies for everybody, for sure. Yeah. So speak, continuing, right, about your age, because you recently also made it to the Forbes, 30 under 30, right? Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like how did you have any plan to, to actually to be this in this list or how did it, how did it happen actually? Right. Okay. So for Forbes 30 under 30, um, there is a very, the whole process, it's, it, it firstly, it, it's, um, I'll say it's it's a pretty proud moment um, in the sense of I don't well at least for at least for designers because we for us we don't get recognized in the industry much at least when I see Forbes thirty under thirty in the international level I don't I don't see it um, I don't see much designers out there so um, for me. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy just to represent the, the design industry, 
even though it may not you know be much but um at least it's a bit more internationally known um but also the whole process was basically they would send you you know um like a like a list of questions to sort of prove your worth and they sort of they reach out they reach out to you if you're selected mm-hmm. in the the whole thing so you can there are ways to do it uh you can nominate someone or you can nominate yourself to to try for the list and and to be very to be very honest with you i just tried you know nominating myself i didn't i didn't um, nobody nominated me but it was just an effort that uh it was just something that i i wanted to try for personally mm. so uh after nomination and got getting selected for the the qualifier qualifiers um they pretty much give you a list on you know sharing your backgrounds financially and everything like that so they go through the whole list uh to see and they do their research on you i think pretty in-depth research to see your online wow. presence you know to see you know kind of advice you're giving and to see like the efforts you're making for the industry or that you're in and to see like you know the involvement of the industry that you're in so i i was thankful like you know to to have like to previously being featured on like other websites uh which i probably i think probably helped my my nomination quite a bit um but yeah they, they sort of do the research on you and then they, they sort of just choose you essentially for the list so i think they get quite a few nominations um at the start so i was just i was just thankful um i, I was just i was thanking god uh, for me uh, because like I know it's not like you know a design award, but um, well, it's something that uh, I guess the regular people could relate to as well, and just interesting to raise that flag for like you know motion design in general because motion designers we don't get recognized on international platforms much. So yeah, uh, so you are representing the industry to get known as well as yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I hope so. Whole, you know, I'm hoping that. The the bigger audience will actually recognize right this industry. Yeah, I mean when you're yeah. looking at it, you're looking at uh, media advertising things like that. You look at motion graphics or motion design, and you wonder what is that. You know what I mean? And definitely, I, I would say it it helps exposure for sure. But yeah, I mean, I wish the I I mean this may be just a start to a bigger impact, but I'm hoping to make make things more impactful uh, for the industry at least like you know by by you know sharing what sharing a little bit of my thoughts you know doing this this whole interview with you here uh and also doing you know uh, uh things on our end like live streams and stuff like that to like share different you know perspectives and yeah, yeah I, i mean i i'm hoping to i'm hoping to give back for sure so this just like you know um i would just say not really about that award but in the sense it's more of like really the exposure I'm, i'm hoping to push especially for you know southeast asia yeah the yeah, whole, yeah, the whole southeast asia region we are not you know recognized enough at least in mm-hmm. this in this field so yeah that's a big step for us i, I hope yeah okay
And then uh, I think you also recently partner up, right, with, with a studio in Vietnam, or you open up a new branch, or hmm. yeah, was it under Genesis or what? Can yeah, you, yeah. So I, I can uh, yeah, I'll share a little bit more definitely. Yeah. Um. So there's this uh studio called Balance Studio, which I've set up since Balance. Yeah. Yeah. 2019. Uh, January 2019. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was a there was this thing where I um, it's a totally different entity from Genesis. Uh, I don't handle the day to day. I'm pretty much one of the co-founders, um, and I'm handling business development for Balance. So Balance essentially is a Another motion is a motion graphic firm in 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 Sing, uh, in uh, Vietnam. They're based in uh, based in Saigon or Ho Chi Minh, uh, as you say. But um, yeah, they are pretty much specialized in you know creating content and helping content for like uh, startups. Yeah, that that's a pretty much the direction, and it's a totally different direction from Genesis. But um, I realized that it's like a, a small gap uh, where there's a lot of startups who come to us, come to you know studios where they don't have the budget to to get things done, you know. So um, essentially, uh, instead of pushing them away, um, I would just refer them to uh, that's and that's the reason why I started uh, Balance to kind of help fill that gap. But also, it has to in order to not you know. Um, in order to not hurt the industry as well, um, it really what what I did was essentially to just set expectations. You know, um, whatever your whatever the budget is, uh, whatever you're gonna pay for is 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 what you're gonna get. I mean, the 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 quality may not be the best, but uh, what you probably need for your startup right now is just to get. Uh, content, content uh, rolling, and just to get you started on your journey as a startup. So it may not be the best, and I think, um, I think that's that's my way of sort of like balancing the industry, because it wouldn't it wouldn't help the industry anyway if I were to start spoiling the market, and and you also, and as like I have a business here in Singapore as well, so I I take very careful consideration of of this. Um, and for other studios in Singapore, I do have to keep mindful, lah. You know, in order not to, nobody likes the race to the bottom. But in order for us to fill that market, I do have to set certain expectations, caveats to uh, make sure that you know uh, this works as well. So it's just responsibility for the industry. I think that's something I, I think into consideration also. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty much run in uh, Vietnam Saigon right now. Uh, it's a team of around like five people, and yeah, it's a pretty small studio. We have a small studio space, uh, and yeah, we've been you know uh, working for like a lot of explainer content, um, a lot of simple content, and yeah, it is it is uh, it's still starting out, and I, I hope that uh, it will help um, industries startups in general. 
do you go to Vietnam often? I mean, before this situation, right? Normally, do you actually go over to Vietnam to check on, you know, to catch up with them, or how often do you go? Yeah, I. Uh, for me to go to Vietnam, it's maybe mm, once in a year, maybe twice in a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm doing sales development, basically helping the you know the whole startup culture in Singapore. Uh, because okay. there's a bunch of startups in Singapore, so we're definitely helping uh, the market here in Singapore. But also, um, like like what we're doing now, uh, there's a lot of things that we can be done. You know, can be done during using like video conference and everything like that. So that's mostly my end. I just do a lot of video conferencing, unless like you know. Uh, it really needs like maybe for a company gathering once in a once in a while, then I'll, I'll head over. But yeah, it probably happens during like you know any of the public holidays yeah. that that falls <laughs> on a Friday and then rush in and back. Oh, so you it's ba- it's more on the sales and business development, right? Yes. For your involvement in the Vietnam side. So the the mm. creative. Uh, director there, you know the creative direction there. It's all set by their side, and mm. yeah, they will have to. They, I mean, they understand the the whole situation and and our positioning. So, yeah, really depends. Okay. Mm. Okay, I think about your work. I think we talk quite enough, right? Like you know how you started last time, you, your internship, and then the culture that you. Started on with Genesis. Mm. I think I also want to know. Like, I think you you are quite a big gamer, right? Yeah. I think more on the fun side. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, When yeah, I started yeah. the studio, I was gaming, uh, working the day, gaming the night. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Do you, Do you still game now? I do. I do. I I especially in a time where like this, uh, where we are all you know locked down because of the virus. Yeah, uh, I, I try to mix time for some games for sure. It's a big part of you, right? Yes, uh, it's <laughs> it's a pretty big part, and uh, because of that, like we also you know we also relate and we also work with like you know esports brands, mm. uh, gaming brands, and so on and so forth. Because that's um, that's in my you know passion for things. So when we talk to our clients or we talk to you know. Or we do esports. Uh, they find it easy to work with us. So in a sense, because um, I play the game that they are working that that, that they do, and I know <laughs> like the different the different terms, the different you know exciting excitement points. So like bridging time for you. Yeah, uh, it it's, it's, it goes. Uh, it helps us on the with the onboarding process very quickly. So mm. that's that's definitely uh, that's definitely that to take consideration. Yeah. Yeah, because I read one of your interviews with the Vulcan Post, right? You mentioned uh, I think you you want to bring Genesis into more into like a esports, you know, to to produce content for esports, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, is it still like the direction that you are going with Genesis? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's definitely something that we are looking into. Uh, there are as esports, as you know, like esports is kind of growing. Yeah. Growing very, growing very rapidly. Yeah, very very quickly, and even in these times, games you know yeah. are going. The sales of games are going crazy, and you know, and even though the esports they can't do events on site, uh, they mm. are gearing up. 
they are definitely bringing in revenue. And if, yeah. And so esports is just going, just going to get bigger and bigger. And in a sense, we have, uh, we are growing together with the industry. And we just want to um, sort of um, put it in a way where we can sort of uh, help that industry grow as well. Yeah, because I think I think it's it sort of comes from our past where when we started the company, we used to do a lot of broadcast uh, assets, and when TV was still relevant in two thousand mm. maybe fifteen. Uh, we were doing a lot of broadcast work and it died in uh, 2016 or 2017. So pretty much we applied the broadcast to now esports and to like live streams and to like, you know, uh, events, things like that. So yeah, um, I've been, I, I watch a lot of like esports tournaments, you know, a lot of different games. So um, the times where people say I was, you know, wasting time watching games, <laughs> it was actually research. <laughs> it turned out to be research <laughs> at the end. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a win-win for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I think, like, I think you are like really a combination of a lot of different different things that are very. You know, typical Asian parents will say that, you know, you won't do well in school, right? Yeah. If let's say back in the days, they see you, oh, you won't do well in life. You yeah. won't make it, right? Because, you know, you don't do well in school, you play too many games, right? Mm, but those sure. things, actually, you manage to find, actually, your strength and how you can make those experiences into, I would say, like a wealth, right? Right, it's like yeah. something that into a career, right? A mm. combination of like, you know, gaming and all the things that you did when you were young. Yeah. But then now look like if you look at it now, it's like Genesis is a combination of all the things that you like to do. Yeah, right? exactly. And all exactly. the things that people see that okay, you know, you might not do well in life. Yeah. You know, they might see that way, right? Yes. For the younger exactly. people. Exactly. But I think you manage to craft your own career and your own path, right, for yourself. So yeah. I think that is quite interesting. Mm. I, I hope so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like um, like those times where I skip, skip school to play games, <laughs> it, it's actually doing homework. It's just that you know, oh. 20 years down the road. <laughs> homework for your future, right? Yeah, homework for your future, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could. You, I mean, it's 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 really your interest, I guess. Like leveraging on your interest and and leveraging on what you have right now, and maybe meshing both of them. So, for I think for in esports in general, there's a lot of people who find themselves in a similar position where they used to play a lot of games and they've been told down that um, yeah. it doesn't work or you know you're just wasting time. And ever since the industry boomed and it came up. That's a lot of these similar stories that I hear from professionals and from people that I know in the esports industry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're all pretty much gamers ourselves. And even though, you know, maybe you are not a player, but you contribute to the industry in one way or another. And, uh, you know, project management, you know, stage or sound or lights, you know, for events, esports events, 
um, you know, crafting strategies. Uh, it, it, it has so many facets in esports. So, yeah, it's just a, a matter of uh, what you using your talents and strengths and, and doing for a purpose that you love. So, yeah, I mean, it could be applied to anything, actually. So, yeah. For sure. Okay. So, if you can share with us, right, a little bit about, you know, your burning passion in gaming. I think you shared previously in the in one of the interviews, right? You say you have burning passion in games. Yeah. And from gaming and motion graphics, right? What actually gaming... What actually... Uh, what does gaming contribute to your craft or your, you know, running this business or what? What good does it do, you know? In Like, for some people, you know, who are doubting whether this is benefiting in you, benefiting you in some way, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But actually, what, what does it mean? Um, there's a lot of different things that in games, uh, it benefits what we do in motion graphics. But, um, it may not be obvious, you know. Some may be in-game cinematics that may may contribute to your sense of animation, or like uh, creating ex- uh, creating anticipation before you know the whole thing comes true. Uh, so there's that cinematics. There's you know, in games you learn how to for the games I play. Uh, it requires like communication. Uh, clear communication, you know, how do you lead uh, the team uh, to victory? And there's a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes some, even, I mean, to be very honest, like playing games, uh, we lose our temper sometimes. <laughs> like for any gamer, we lose our temper sometimes. And it's, it's just it's just part of uh, the whole, we call it raging, right? You rage at a game, you can't, you can't control your, your, your temper. And, and I, I think most gamers have that, but um, at the end of the day, learning how to control that uh, mm. you know, and how to communicate well and how to accept failure and move on, it's something that gaming taught me um, in hindsight. Yeah, so definitely it's like not, it's not the most obvious uh, um, Answers, you know, it doesn't yeah. show you motion graphics all the time. Maybe now, in, in like, if you watch esports tournaments and you watch the, you know, the openers, the lower thirds, and stuff like, you get to see the production value there now. Um, but when back in the day, you don't have that esports tournaments uh, really activated yet, or it wasn't a thing back then. So you sort of learn these different things, soft skills, you know or skills in this in general just motion graphics um, how you move how you how you see effects happen and how you translate that uh, the energy is through all that sort of experiences uh, in hindsight so yeah no regrets no regrets for sure yeah so in a way I think you also mentioned about the soft skills that learn in the game I think it's, I find it quite interesting right yeah. so in a way I think when you lose your temper in game Right when you scolded people in game, yeah. so I, I think you learn your mistakes early enough, so so that it doesn't repeat when you actually run a company. So you did those mistakes back in the days, right? Yeah. And then you know that okay, you know I shouldn't do this because, mm. right? Some of the soft skills that you learn in game, like coordinating yeah. the team, leading the people, and yeah, 
thing. I think these things that are not subtle, subtle signs, right? But I think it actually you you manage to actually get all these benefits, right? From from playing the games and yeah, make use of what you have experienced for sure. Yeah, so you you sort of. Uh... Well, I mean, the game that I play is uh, because we are based in Southeast Asia. So there's these servers in Southeast Asia. So I get to meet like, a lot of different people, different backgrounds, different oh. countries, right? So you see like, you know, uh, how things, there are, there are a lot of things in common. Like for example, if people uh, lose their temper and the other person reciprocates, it doesn't help the situation. So these are just basic human, you know, uh, emotions that it applies to everybody and, and uh, like fighting fire with fire isn't going to help it yeah so there, there are things that you realize uh, uh, when you play games and you sort of realize things like that or you know or you keep encouraging and then when you actually overcome it together as a team and you win it together as a team victory feels a lot sweeter yeah so it's, it's things like that that uh, helps you as well yeah for sure and yeah, maybe different, you just find out, you know, people, backgrounds, different backgrounds, different cultures, different languages. Uh, yeah, you, you just see um, different types of people. <laughs> yeah, in games, for sure. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ben, I think we covered, I think, quite, quite enough, right, on your <clears throat> journey and your career and your passion for games. Yeah. And if I were to ask, I think what what is like uh, your day to day like? You know, a day in Genesis for Ben. Right. How is it like? Well, um, the day to day for me would probably look like a lot of, um, unfortunately, words. So I, I've come back like a whole round where I try to get away from like words, documents, you know. Uh, research and I've come back around and I found myself doing uh, documents proposals ideations and yeah just uh, presentations and things like that where uh, like what I mentioned earlier I'm a visual person and this is totally out of uh, you know what I totally, what I excel at but uh, yeah I mean as you, as you sort of learn in, you know, in management and you're sort of going up also of doing these things, you realize that you if if you don't do it, um, like the maybe the person who does it, you know, may not be as well equipped as you would, because you have that background knowledge of doing the work, so you understand, you know, what's needed and things like that. So, uh, yeah, pretty much it. Uh, you could say it, it, uh, it sort of backfired, <laughs> in in a sense. You could say that, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, it's a, it's a learning experience regardless. So I just take it uh, a day at a time and, uh, yeah, I keep learning this, these things, but more on the day to day, I, I manage these things, documents, um, you know, admin work, uh, I, uh, in a sense of like, you know, proposals and, and doing business and reaching out to people and doing sales, um, that my role has sort of evolved to that and I'm doing like strategy for the company as well uh, and marketing for the company as well. So yeah, pretty much that's that's my day to day. Okay. Yeah. So Ben, is there anything you would wish 
you know you would have known when you were starting out i think it's like an advice for your younger self you know for people probably if they are actually considering transitioning yeah. career or what is there anything that you wish right you would have you would have known so that you could save time or you could do you could have done better yeah yeah well uh that's a that's a very tricky one um I guess I would have advised myself to think twice before starting the company. Uh, <laughs> yeah, starting a company is uh, it, it has has like like what I mentioned before. It has never been my intention, you know. But um, yeah, it it is definitely more than what I could chew or what I can chew, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning as a person. As I'm growing, as I'm going through different experiences, I'm still uh, picking things up. But if I were to give advice to my younger self, I would ask to you know, maybe um, do a bit more research, uh, think twice, and like uh, to probably let myself know that you know you probably wouldn't be doing uh, motion graphics much. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm in a motion graphics company, but uh, we don't. I don't do it much myself. So yeah, uh, I think I think by sharing those facts, um, it's it's just really it's it's helpful facts for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, quite interesting what you share. I think you you are actually good in motion graphics, right? You started this company, and then you started to, right? Like doing this less and less, Go back like on more it, yeah. on the yeah. Like you, I think yeah. now your focus is more on the building on the business, building your team. You know, looking at the culture, whether the company is really you know going towards that right direction, and yeah. you kind of like um, lose a bit of the joy in doing mm. the motion graphics, which is I think we we call it craft, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Do you do you, how how do you balance this? You know, to do you actually still train yourself to 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 hone your craft, or is it a different way of doing things, or you know? Yeah. Um, well, because I shifted in the sense of like instead of craft, it would be creative, right? Yeah. So, in a sense, um, the execution has sort of. Um, I wouldn't say diminished, but I would say it's sort of it, I, I sort of put it back. You know, I I do my own projects once in a while, uh, but I think it's good for for me to to dabble in that once in a while, just to sort of remind myself, you know, what where I came from and how much work it takes to get things done, and I I do that uh, on my end once in a while, as much as I can, but. Um, in the sense, I focus more on like now the creative and everything like that, and it's a different. I'll say it's just a different way of looking looking at things. It's a definitely, definitely a new ball game to master, and yeah, it's definitely necessary. Uh, it's a definitely like a a necessity as well, right? So to to sort of. Um, to sort of do this because as you, if you're creative and you're doing the work um, your time wouldn't be spent 
on like ideation and things like that. So it's definitely like a necessity uh, that uh, your time or your, your investments is used in something different so that uh, I could find probably, you know, my team, they are definitely much better than me in terms of execution. And yeah, I think, I think that the trick is really to find the right people who are better than you, right? And yeah, even, even for myself, I'm, I'm sort of learning, growing and hiring the right people. So yeah, pretty much looking up for people who are like better than us, better than me and with the right mindset and the right, um, and like the culture and background and things like that. So. Okay. I think we have covered most of the questions. So maybe just one or two last questions, right? Are you like currently satisfied with where you are today? Oh, uh, I don't think any... <laughs> I know it's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any business owner will say they're satisfied. Uh, well, there's a lot of uh, initiatives that... Um, we love to do and love to like aside from just the business you know like um, business is one thing but I think about like impact as well like you know to the industry or to uh, Southeast Asia in terms of exposure and well I think my uh, what I'm always trying to do is trying to just get us um, get the industry known um, outside Southeast Asia uh, where it's not as prominent, so it's always my it's always a goal for for me to do that, and yeah, I'll I'll probably keep advocating like different things and uh, moving on to different things and pushing the company for bigger things. So I don't think there will never be a a stop to that. If there's ever a stop, then <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, that, that's when I think it's a time to find someone else to replace. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So- I think the question is, what is next for you, probably personally and professionally as the company grow as well? Yeah, uh, next for me, well, I'll say probably um, there are a couple of things um, that I'll love to do, you know, uh, something on my pipeline that I've, I've not announced yet is maybe to create a short a course for like a, for maybe people who want to do freelance or want to do or want to start their own studio um, where they can learn about my pitfalls and what you know my story and and what not to do and what to do yeah so that they can have a better start you know if you want to mm. be self-employed then um yeah, I, I think that's that that's for me personally. It's something I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to do, trying to share the right mindset, trying trying to share the right advice for creative businesses, at least in Southeast Asia. So yeah, because the culture is different, everything is different, and I'm just trying to share uh, things that are a little bit relevant in this region, uh, for sure. Um, um, yeah, and other than that, for the business, we've always been. Uh, looking for like partnerships so definitely in this year we are looking to partner with more companies you know around uh, South, uh, Southeast Asia uh, you guys Supixel and also like you know 
for more, uh, you know, to, to work more projects that are not in this region to like kind of get out um, of this market. So for, for ourselves, we've been definitely making the effort to do it. We've been getting a couple of projects which is overseas based. Um, but I think our goal is to continue those efforts. Yeah. Continue those efforts and and yeah, just just trying to trying to diversify, you know, and try different things and work with different people with different mindsets and different cultures. I think that's the best uh that's the next that's definitely the next step forward okay then I think we have talked for about two hours <laughs> yeah I, I'm not sure how you're gonna cut that content but all the best <laughs> all the best for that then yeah then. <laughs> so I think we have covered enough, though, though, yeah. nearly every question that I have so yeah thank you for your time yeah no problem man yeah and Fikan do you have any question for Ben uh, for me, I think I'm quite good already for all these things. So, yeah, yeah. if you have any questions for him, feel free also to ask him. <laughs> uh, for now, I'm quite amazed with uh, his story. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's enough. And yeah, yeah enough for me. <laughs> enough? And yeah. you're quite amazed, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what I get is from Ben's uh, interview and this conversation, right? is to actually, I think, embrace your... You know, like, if you know this designer, James Victory, right? He said, you know, what makes you weird as a kid will make you great today. So, definitely, I think Ben is a testament to that, you know, like... Yes, yes. He was weird as a kid, like, okay, he played a lot of games, he... Yeah. He skipped school, he <laughs> didn't do well in school. But I think what <laughs> makes him weird last time, right, he, he is able to make those into... Yeah. What how he is today and what he is today and how he can he has managed to craft his own career mm. yeah yeah I mean you, you don't think about that you know when you were young for sure <laughs> yeah, but yeah. definitely you know it helps <laughs> it helps with the kind of back, with the background and yeah <laughs> I find it weird to, to to be teaching or like you know sharing you know and because I was that kid that was sleeping in class <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah. I mean I, I totally get kids when they sleep in class because like you know <laughs> there's a reason for that <laughs> but yeah yeah but uh, yeah hoping to hoping that it's, it's, it's good and uh, yeah I just want to use this to to kind of share a little bit uh, if you have some time also to share a little bit on on my side and uh, how I'm trying to engage the audiences also and mm-hmm. uh, on yeah so um, there's this thing that I'm, I'm trying to get started, which is a uh, live stream, uh, live streams okay. on our Instagram, and uh, pretty much what we do is to share. I, I think uh, to share like you know ideas, thoughts, uh, share just a little bit more conversations, have honest conversations, and also just sharing you know backgrounds, like mm. pretty much what you're doing here today, but it's not mm-hmm. in a very it's not in a in a format where it's like you know there's a menu there's a like a transcript that's like a, a it's not so properly done i would say but it's more of just kind of getting you know just sharing uh sharing ideas and uh, differences in culture uh so okay i just wanted to um and we do this through uh instagram live 
and we are going to push it a little bit more. Lah. So I'm hoping that, you know, with this, uh, uh, with under the, because I'll be, if you're doing the Instagram live, you'll be calling, in a sense, like a video call from uh, Genesis to Superpixel. So I hope that mm. uh, it, it will sort of um, bring some traction to, to your side also. But also to share mm-hmm. your story on like having a company here in Singapore and in, in Indonesia, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. to share uh, difficulties, you know, you guys have, you know, uh, that other countries or other people might not be able to relate to. And we just be sharing up insights, on, you know, of like problems you guys have. Or like, you know, or like the way that people communicate. Uh, yeah. So, uh, do you do you have like, you know, clients in, in Indonesia as well? Indonesia, not yet. We were actually about to enter because earlier this year, right, we've been meeting with a lot of people as well. Yeah. But then, you know, this thing happened, the COVID-19 happened. Yeah. So, we slowed down a bit. It goes yeah. out the window, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. I think it's the, the same thing. For... Actually, this year, mm. Yeah, it's the, we have the same plan for Vietnam as well. So we haven't oh. entered the Vietnam market just yet. Yeah, <laughs> but when the whole COVID thing happened, right? It was, mm. it was like, oh, Singapore's not moving. And in, in Vietnam, it's a better situation. You know, their cases are much lower than us. So businesses are able to move there. So when that's when they realize that it's better to, you know, have their own market there as well. And also oh. the market from Singapore. So it's like a it's like, you know, whatever if if something happens to Singapore, it wouldn't affect them. So that mm. was the motivating factor for why in Vietnam we are planning to do that, do that same thing as well. To sort of uh, expand it. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel yeah, you, right? I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. It's the same, same sentiment, now. yeah. Yeah, the same, same problem issue, there, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just want to share like maybe, you know, maybe difficulties of like, uh, like you know, maybe in terms of culture of like Indonesian uh, okay. culture of working and the Singapore culture of working, and, mm. and then how does the differences? The questions will be along the line of like, you know, with that culture, how do you help or how do you yeah. find that balance to to sort of support mm. the Singapore side, you know, and also mm-hmm. like. What were your difficulties in, in, in you know, starting up the company in, in Indonesia and also starting it in Singapore? The differences, because uh, for my side, uh, was a uh, was a heck of a process, uh, yeah, for for countries that are a little bit different, you know, uh, in the sense of like, um, maybe the government in the sense is not as uh, proactive, uh, for getting you know people done and things like that. How how do you get things moving? So it's it's I would love to like you know. Maybe mm, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring it a lot into like, politics and stuff, of course, but it's gonna be um, like you know uh, the di- the differences, the difficulties, yeah. and like how you overcome them. It's gonna okay. be among those. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'll, I'll do. Uh, uh, it's pretty much same format. Uh, just sharing a little bit about your uh, finding a little bit more about you. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah, I think that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I, I want to wanted to bring up also, right, is that uh, I'm setting up like a small, like a group, like a, a motion design, uh, at least in Singapore first, a motion design mm-hmm. Singapore sort of uh, like a group. I, I'm not sure if okay. I mentioned that to you. Yeah. So you mentioned I, to me that there's, there's this gathering that you want to have. 
Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm. So like sort of bringing in different people, uh, different studio owners. Uh, okay. Or to just sort of mm-hmm. get acquainted to one another, lah. So, um, to sort of you know, um, I would say, and it's better to to be in connection with the whole industry because you're pretty small. It's better to connect the whole industry together than to leave out. Um, how do I say? To just do your own thing, because for companies that are you know starting out or companies that are are not sure, like sometimes there are questions that you want to ask but you can't, or you don't know who to ask, or there's no space, uh, place for you to ask certain things, and that's where um, with we you don't have that understanding, and then you do a certain thing, it may result into the whole industry getting affected. So I just wanted to you know create a platform where it sort of. Um, has a place where you know we can do meetups and stuff and get to know get closer with one another and to just get a place of more collaboration rather than uh, competition for sure so yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, to see whether you guys are interested also to, to join this uh. alright take care thank you. thank you so much man. bye bye, bye. thank you thank you for joining us We would love to hear your thoughts about the series. Get in touch and email us at creativewithin.podcast at gmail.com. We believe in learning from others and doing it in our own way. After listening to this episode, what steps will you take?